0: assalamu alaikum welcome back to parenting hour you're tuned in to unity fm 93.5 and i think down south 105.1 and i know there's some other stations also taking this program so thank you for tuning in i hope you're having a good day inshallah and that everything is going well for you inshallah and you are there with your families and enjoying every day that comes spending the most of your time, quality time together, learning tools and skills to help your family to uh, enjoy that time, to enjoy small activities together, to learn how you can build their confidence, self-esteem, build baby brains, as we say. Brain development with babies is so important. We know from pregnancy right up to the age of two now is a crucial age in a child's life and lots of problems later on in life um, actually impact on those those times and we get clients over and over again that have issues in adulthood that when we reflect back it's because of uh, issues in those times that not having a, a secure attachment with our parents etc um, so we need to develop that pregnancy to three better and make sure that we're looking after our children inshallah so not just doing the outward things what we're talking about today buying houses but also having the inside of the home fun and attractive etc um, for everybody inshallah and a place to be able to raise up your children and I've been talking about some programmes we have on offer at the moment there's a lot of them on offer do go onto our Approachable Parenting Facebook or Instagram page to see everything or give us a ring and this, um, either in the studio or at Approachable Parenting which is 0121 773 Now, I'll go back to my guest I have here in the studio because we've been talking a lot about buying houses. Um, This is Brother Azar Sharif, who is a chartered surveyor and building engineer, mashallah. And we've been talking about buying houses and where to buy it and the best property to have. And we were talking a bit about finance and where to go to have finance and that credit rating as well. Before we go any further, you know, I want to kind of give our listeners a little bit of a picture kind of of what they should be looking out for when they're doing these viewings for property. So you have a list of properties. You kind of know the area because I'm attracted to this area either because I like the area or it's um, got good schools or I've got... A, Muslim relatives nearby so I, I know this area so I want something in this area but what should they be looking out for when they step across the front door step across the threshold is there smells is there thing, uh, things that they can see is there telltale signs that they actually should be noting from the time they step into that house
1: Oh, that's great. That's a good question. <laughs> Very good question. Seven years, I think, of study <laughs> I would summarise that. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but in, the, but I mean, some of the things that are are common sense. You could walk and if you can smell dampness. Normally, you could see moulding and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. You get a feeling. Depending on the age of the property, um, determines the type of survey that you'd need potentially. But even if you were just looking at yourself as a layman, um, you look at the roof generally that's what a surveyor would look at if it's bowing if it's tilting you'd look at the walls if there's any kind of cracking anywhere you'd walk wo- that 's on the outside you'd look at the windows above the door heads you know all these type of things you a surveyor would consider you'd look on the outside and um, then you'd look at the damp proof course to see the levels external levels and out sounds that 's what a surveyor i'm going back to the surveyor but as a layman you'd walk into the property. Um, if you saw major cracking, then you know there's a problem somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's certain things that um, surveyors are actually trained to find which are not very visible to the naked yeah. eye sometimes. Yeah. Normally, but yeah...
0: Sorry, I was going to say, it, but there is some things that could be picked up beforehand. So, because you're paying a surveyor, you don't want to pay him for ten properties. You want to have some basic knowledge, as you say. You want to, the smells that might be sticking out, or the big cracks on the wall, or the tiles, the roof that is not. There's broken tiles, so you need to be thinking of some things yeah. when you're going in. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, one of the most common defects depending on the age normally older properties tend to have a problem with the damp. of course Mm -hmm. where there's dampness you can normally smell that um, which you see mold sometimes not just rising dampness it could be lack of ventilation so sometimes not just just rising dampness it could be just due to simple lack of ventilation Mm. in the bathroom Mm. in in the kitchen sometimes so it's always good to keep the properties ventilated Mm. Um, when you walk On the timber flooring, if it's timber flooring, there's two types of flooring. Generally, it's timber, or it could be a solid concrete. Mm -hmm. And if if you if you springing, if you jump up and down on the well, don't jump too hard, you might go through. But if you do, then you've done your survey. But you need to um, use really common sense. And if there's if you find a lot of springing the floorboards and all that kind of stuff, but I I would really say, leave it to the professionals. It's worth the fee. I mean, when you look at if you're paying. Say a hundred thousand hundred and fifty thousand pounds on average for a property you, on a survey you 'd be paying probably around five hundred pounds mm. I think it 's a very good Im- investment okay. and it 's very important, just like buying a car mm-hmm. when you buy a car, you tend to have a service history and mm-hmm. it, nowadays, even with a house you get you have to get ePCs you know the energy assessment reports, all these type of things are important, so it really by getting a survey done it really um, really builds up a service history if there's ever an issue even if you get a survey and there's no issues um, and you've bought the property but then sometimes it may be subsidence the first thing an insurance company would do is ask for evidence that you've had a survey that the problem wasn't there before you'd bought it yeah. so sometimes um, people don't don't see that but there's a lot of issues and that's a very important point to consider mm-hmm. so really I would say um yeah using common sense making sure you'd go out have a look make sure you're happy with the property generally but then I would say go for that survey it's I think it's it's a no-brainer mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the survey is, is really important but uh, if you were kind of looking at 10 houses to pin it down to that one one that would be best for you I mean, it might be that the worst one is the really the one you want. But if you had a choice of 10 houses in the street, for example, yeah. and you wanted to pin down to just paying for the one fee, you'd be looking at then is the windows, are the what kind of windows are in it? Are they double glazed or not double glazed? Is there dampness there? Is the tiles OK? Is there any leaks coming down the walls from rain?
1: You know, that's a good question again. But what I would do, I wouldn't look at the condition if it was 10 because they could if, generally speaking if you had ten houses on the same road, so yeah. i wouldn 't go for the i wouldn 't try to be a surveyor and try to try to choose or lo- not what you need to do is choose the one that suits you and your family mm-hmm. in terms of the price initially mm-hmm. the price because you can estimate how much work to so do roughly speaking new kitchen bathroom windows, normally, if the property's in bad condition, normally that 's an advantage for someone who's moving in because mm-hmm. they can they can redecorate the house refurbish their property into their specification, how they like it. So sometimes, mm-hmm. whether a house is half damaged or fully damaged, mm-hmm. I, I personally would always go for the fully damaged one. You get it cheaper, mm-hmm. and there's more chance to make a developer's profit. What that is, in effect, if you spend, say, £50,000 on refurbishing a property, um, you can normally add on 20%, 30% as your profit for doing the work if you do it at the right price, mm-hmm. generally. So I, I would say, ten. if you have 10 houses, choose the best one that suits you and your family. Then... Choose that's the way you'd go, and from there, you can't get 10 surveys done. You'll be making surveys very rich. You <laughs> can't have that, that wouldn't be right. <laughs> but choose the one that suits you. Yeah, that's what I would say. Then get the survey done.
0: Yeah, and then get the survey done. Yeah. Is there much of a waiting list for surveys? Are, are they surveyors? Are they very busy that you have to keep waiting for months, or would it be weeks? No,
1: normally you can get you can get surveys done within days. Within days, yeah, oh, yeah within great. days. Some firms say a week, depending how busy they are. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, looking at about a week. Mm-hmm. The turnaround time is normally seven days after inspection. Mm-hmm. You'd normally get the report back.
0: Oh, very yeah. good. Very yeah. good. And that's the report. And as you say, yeah. that report is vital, not just for your knowledge and peace of mind that you've bought the right thing, but later on down the line, if something did happen, your insurance company would need to see this. Yeah. So it is valuable for you then to have.
1: A- absolutely. It always It's very, very important for a lot of reasons. And you mm. just rightly say is that it gives a service history. You want to build up a service history on the house, mm-hmm. just like a car. Mm hmm. And it always makes it easier to sell resellability. That's the other thing to consider when you buy a property. Mm. I mean, for instance, if a house has had underpinning or structural repairs done, mm. that always has an, has a quite a impact on the resellability of a property. For instance, if you buy a property which looks good, mm. but but it's had structural problems with it in the past, but uh, which have been repaired, sometimes it can affect the market value by as much as twenty percent. Mm. So, so you need to be aware of issues like that which mm-hmm. your surveyor would point out to you.
0: Mm-hmm. Surveyor would know all yeah, of these things. That's right. Mm-hmm. The,
1: I mean, and the other thing is a lot of time people would instruct a solicitor, mm-hmm. a conveyancing solicitor to before a surveyor but I personally feel that before you even go to a solicitor because as soon as you instruct a solicitor you'll be paying them a deposit. You can be paying up to around 800 to to £1,000 to purchasing a property. I think it's best to really check the property out first um, f- via a surveyor mm-hmm. then once you've agreed a price then give it to the solicitor because normally you can get people are more concerned about the going to a solicitor straight away but I think it's really getting the price agreed properly before you move forward
0: right so that could save you some money that saves money and that's you and the estate agent agreeing on a price yeah
1: n- Yeah. normally that would, that's mm-hmm. what would happen the, the surveyor would do the survey on behalf of the purchaser, and okay. that's what would happen mm-hmm. you'd you'd agree uh, you'd then they would show to the estate and if there's a reduction in the price, the estate agent you'd have to speak to the vendor or the seller mm-hmm. and agree because they don't have to drop on the price mm-hmm. It's really a very personal choice if the v- the ad- estate agent can only advise the the seller, but it's up to them whether they want to sell if they if they're insistent on a price they don't have to reduce their price mm-hmm. so there's always a risk when you do get a survey done that the seller doesn't decrease the price Hmm. if that's an issue
0: all right gosh there's lots to, to think about there but it's really good to get that survey in first and get to know before you pay out waste of money maybe to anybody else that you're getting the right place the right thing that you're wanting to buy Wonderful, and so what else would we need to be kind of looking at? So we're looking at those things in the house. So we're looking at the dampness, the smells, the floorboards. We're just having a little, a little, um, a little jump on them—a very light little jump on them, to see they okay. And then the walls. Um, and would would people? Um, if they wanted to, or w- how would they get the knowledge of kind of maybe thinking they might be thinking I'm going to extend it this way? Um, would they be able to do it themselves? If th- is this a structural war or is this um, I don't know the terminology yeah. now? You need to yeah. help I know
1: me Exactly. You know it's very good. It's in fact, we are qu- quite commonly asked on mm. this point when we do a survey. The purchaser would want to consider certain items like mm. a potential loft conversion mm. to see um, where the roof whether the roof timbers are high enough, for whether it's suitable for a loft conversion, mm-hmm. or also whether an extension to the rear, to the side. Also really, the surveyor could give guidance, uh, but well you need planning permission anyway before mm-hmm. you did anything in yeah. reality. But sometimes you can extend a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Um, they call it permitted development, which is a development you can do without planning permission, but you still need building regulation approval. Yeah. Um, but the surveyor would guide you on all these kind of issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, the just to we we're talking about going to an estate, but the other way of obviously buying properties is going through an auction. Oh, yes. Yeah, auction is also an interesting one. Mm. I mean, really, the auction in theory, you should be buying the property around, you know, could be from my experience, 10, 20% below market value. Mm. But again, you've got to be very careful because as soon as that, if you bid for a property without doing any research, you could be you can get your fingers burnt, you could be losing. A lot of money I've had instances whereby people have bought an auction and they've realized the property wasn't freehold, it was leasehold. Oh. So they've paid an extra £50,000. I had an incident recently, which was only about mm. eight months ago, one of the Birmingham auctions, mm. whereby someone paid £200,000 for the property and the in reality the valuation of the property was only 100000 so they lost £100,000. Oh, yeah, dear, so something gotta, to be yeah, aware very, of. Very, very, very careful. In fact, mm. even... Someone I know recently, only three months ago, they bought a property locally. Mm. And the other thing you need to watch out for when you're buying a property from auction, I think we need a separate program just on on auctions. I think we have
0: to, yes,
1: because it's very important. Mm. Because I mean, the from my experience again, someone bought this property, an educated chap, and he bought the property for hundred thousand pounds. Then on top of that, he had to pay an auctioneer's fees of fifteen thousand. Oh, wow. so you've got to be very careful, and, and especially with the online estate agents as well, auctioneers, yeah, yeah. so there's a lot of pitfalls, so sometimes you think you're getting a bargain, but get the right advice pay the pay, pay the fee to the survey, get it all checked out. Mm. I mean with an auction, as soon as the hammer drops, you're, you have to sign the contracts, normally you pay 10 percent deposit, mm. could be more, could be less, depending on the conditions, um, but that's something you really have to look out for. So I've uh-huh. seen, you know, I've seen in my past, I'm a lot of mm-hmm. people losing a lot of money, which is, you know, very, very disappointing. For
0: wow, and because we don't often see that on... Um under the hammer programs like this we just see the positive stories we don't see the that the losses there so you need to do your research on that you need to be aware of what is the auctioneer taking how much do you need to pay to them as as well as and do you have to have the cash or how you're going to get the the money up front to pay that deposit there and then yeah,
1: um. I mean the risks just going back to the auction. Mm. If you the hammer drops, you pay your say ten percent deposit. Say that you're buying a your house for hundred thousand, mm. you put ten thousand pound. People tend to get surveys, and afterwards we tend to get calls. Can we do an emergency survey? Mm. And we'll come out. And there's a lot of issues, and sometimes they'll lose their ten percent deposit, and no, it's very very no. serious because mm. the the sellers could chase them for any shortfall in any future sales. Mm-hmm. So it's an ongoing process. Something to really consider.
0: So you do your work there, listeners. If you are thinking yes, you can get good value for money, and there's good houses there in the auction, but you really need to do your work beforehand and get advice and get a, your survey in beforehand, so you know what you're buying if you are going down an auction. So yeah, we have so we have the state agent and we have the auction for houses. Is there any other way you can buy houses?
1: Yeah, sometimes um, is by tender. sometimes an estate agent it's still through an estate agent Mm. but sometimes there's a lot of demand on a property so what they would do is put a guide price sometimes of a property and a lot of people would give seal bids Mm. which is always a bit you know peep, which which is this which is always something you need to consider very very carefully because you could be paying way above the odds Mm -hmm. but again if someone if there's such a high demand sometimes you'll exceed the market value and You'll make a sealed bid and an estate agent will tell you if you're successful. But again, it's normally under strict conditions. Yeah. So something to consider. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not, a tender is not really the way. They tend to use it more for commercial property, I would say. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's there for houses.
0: Mm -hmm. I think in Scotland they use some sort of a system like that, if I'm right. Our listeners would probably know and bring us in and correct us indeed. But um, Mm -hmm. I remember there was something in the uh, sealed envelope up there that they do. Yeah, which sounds similar indeed. Yeah. Great, so we we have the house, we know how to buy it we, we've looked at things inside the house what about outside the house the, the garden, the boundaries how do we know about what should we be buying where our boundaries are, how are we going to find out that?
1: Okay Catherine that's a really good one, you just hit a really hot topic <laughs> which is um, boundary disputes oh. now we have done quite a few boundary disputes over our time mm. people have a lot of issues sometimes with boundaries. Mm. The next door will, and uh, no doubt this will, this will correspond to a lot of people. I think we've been, we've had a lot of issues with boundaries. Some people, the neighbour would build up a fence, for instance, mm. then they're encroaching on the on their land. Then it becomes very personal. Mm. And we've done quite a few of these recently, and we're still doing them even today. So when you do get your survey done, um, the surveyor should point out if, if there are any issues with the boundary. And they'll normally guide the guide the the solicitors to look into further detail, and mm-hmm. um, even with people who have got boundary issues, it's a very very complicated area and can be very expensive, and normally becomes a very personal issue, and that's why <coughs> that's have tend to found in my experience. But mm. well, what I would say is if you have a boundary, try to stay on good terms with your neighbour. Mm. Um, but normally the process is getting a surveyor in. Do not I don't think you need to instruct a solicitor straight away because mm. at the end of the day the solicitor will come back to a surveyor to ascertain the where the boundary lines are, which is a, a much cheaper and cost-effective way of doing it because the bottom line is we need to agree where the boundaries are. Surveyors are trained, boundary wall. Survivors' party will survive. They're trying to ascertain where boundaries are, but sometimes it's a grey area. So two survivors would need to agree. But this is something to consider.
0: Okay, so there might be some markets, Like I'm, I'm looking, thinking at home of my house and the boundary, and I know there's still a post there. So we bought it many years ago, but there's still a, a plank of wood painted white on the top that shows the b- because there's actually nothing between. That part uh, between the neighbours and ourselves. So it's just this plank of wood with a uh, painted white. <laughs> so <laughs> in some houses, I presume that plank of wood is not there. So it's 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 just open. How, so how to yeah. how you know? It's difficult. Yeah,
1: and really, it's it's difficult. And normally, you'd get land registry plans, mm. starting points. Sometimes you could look at the deeds and try to mm-hmm. ascertain. But the problem is sometimes the lines are quite thick. If you look at the land registry plans normally Mm -hmm. a scale of 1 to 1250 and you'd have to ascertain exactly sometimes you can't get it exactly right but you can get a good idea Mm. Um, so really if any issues try to um, get a surveillance as soon as possible to ascertain it because sometimes I've seen quite quite a few big disputes it becomes very personal Mm. so get the surveillance and try to sort it out as soon as possible
0: yeah, boundaries. Uh, I yeah. know from previous work I did a while, long mm-hmm. time ago where as a community mediator, we were often h- brought in because of disputes over boundaries um, where ba- and actually even trees, because especially these land and trees that grow up so tall. That uh, people say that they shade off my light, or they've yeah, come over my one, yeah. into my uh, part of the garden, and they yeah. they're they're yours and are mine or whatever. And there's been a dispute bit, bit, bit over that as well. Yeah, yeah, that the mm-hmm.
1: trees normally normally. It's had that recently also i think mm-hmm. normally you just talk to your neighbors doing it in a friendly friendly mm-hmm. manner mm-hmm. normally if it's hanging over yours you are entitled to to mm-hmm. cut them it, but it's nice to talk to the neighbor than just doing it because mm-hmm. that's that's what i find is normally becomes a personal issue more than anything else yeah you know a simple chat um just you know just bear respect to the neighbor
0: yeah indeed that would be useful. Great. Well, there's a lot there to buying a house, isn't there? And I think we need to do definitely more programs about this and talk about it more. We're coming towards the end of today's show, which is goes very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and talk mm-hmm. about this. So is there any top tips w- you can give f- for today's show?
1: I would just say that very, very simply, I mean, buying a property is very simple. If, it's, if you follow the correct procedures, do not take shortcuts. Get a professional to do what they're trained to do. And they can guide you all the way, really. And that's the best advice I can really give.
0: Wonderful, yeah. and I know we're going to have you back more, and you're going to do your own show. We're going to be talking much more about this in depth. So taking it stage by stage yeah. and helping people as yeah. they're planning to buy their house, which is information that everybody needs, and maybe even it's not even for yourself. You can pass it on to others. So please do listen in, listeners, to these programs. Inshallah, the uh, brother Asra will be doing his own show. It'll be out advertised. We will we'll, uh, we'll get a name, a time, and I'll be telling you about it on my show as well when the time is and the date are so you'll be prepared to be able to tune into it and of course don't forget if you're pregnant pass on the message as well we've got two Pregnancy Beyond courses one in Memorial Surgery that's on at the moment on Thursdays 12.30 to 2.30 and one starting in George Street on Friday evenings uh, from 6 to 8pm and there's spaces on both of those courses as well as the Children's centres ones up and down Birmingham all around Birmingham Pregnancy to 3 we want you to um, know about how to raise your children and get it right from the start as well. So it's not just getting the right house from the start, but having getting the right family approach from the start and all those techniques in. Inshallah. So please do ring us if you need any further information. And until next week, have a great week. Inshallah. Look after yourselves and happy house hunting. Assalamualaikum. <laughs>
2: هذه الدنيا الجميلة بين قف وخميلة وسماوات سقيلا كلها من صنع Louange à Allah, notre Seigneur, on aime tellement. regarde nos corps, tous et tout dans l'univers implore pour Son aide. Toutes les étoiles, tous les cieux, on les voit sans nous remplir de bonheur. Ensuite, nous chantons pour l'amour de Sa création. Yeah. And every day we thank Him. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, so many praises. Send peace and blessings to the best of creation. Muhammad, He's our prophet and Savior. Oh, yeah. Gotta recognize what the Lord's given. Yeah. Gardens under rich rivers flow, dripping. Uh-huh. These are all gifts, so let's go get them Brothers and sisters around the world singing like.